It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kick him down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today we want to share some very interesting and cutting-edge information about the new science of weight loss. If you are overweight, I know you've been given some very simplistic advice about how to lose weight. You've been told it's all about calories in and calories out, or simply eat less and exercise more. I bet you've heard that one. And if you're not successful, you must be weak-willed or you must be not trying very hard. This approach to weight loss is a very old theory, starting mainly in the 1950s, but the problem, it's 60 years later, and most weight loss programs are still using this outdated approach, which was never really based on research. On the surface, it made sense, but at that time, researchers had not discovered the long-term effects on people's metabolisms, on their muscles, and even on their brain chemistries, and even on their cravings. Recently, some of that research is now appearing in medical journals, and we're learning why low-calorie, low-fat approaches to weight loss is not a long-term solution. Oh, yeah, you can lose the weight, but two years later, you'll have regained that weight and even more. As we know, anyone who has ever dieted knows that the pounds lost often return, but most of us assume the reason it is a lack of discipline or a failure of willpower. And the new science of weight loss looks at the research, the reasons and the solutions. You know, with 67% of the population overweight, we need solutions, not more five shakes a day plans like Optifast that sets you up on a weight loss and weight gain roller coaster. So helping me out on this very interesting topic is Kate Crosby. Kate is a nutrition counselor and educator and sees clients in our Lakeville office, teaches many, many classes in both the community and and in corporate settings. So welcome, Kate. We're going to have a great time today. Absolutely. Thanks, Star. Good morning. (laughs) You know, we need to talk about some of this research. Researchers have known for decades that our bodies undergo various metabolic and hormonal changes when we lose weight. Mm -hmm. But in addition to these well-known changes, there's an Australian team of researchers that found after a year of losing significant weight on a very low-calorie diet, I mean low-calorie, 500, 550 calories a day. That's low-calorie. Oh, boy. But that's what people do, aren't isn't it? I mean, when they're desperate, they do that. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a study with both men and women, and this study found that these dieters had what is described as a biologically altered body as a result of this. That is scary. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) Um, Many changes occurred in these dieters. Their bodies were responding as if they were starving. So first off... Well, they were. (laughs) Yeah, they were. 500 calories, that would be starving. So the hunger hormone increased by about 20%. So that meant they're walking around, they're hungry all the time. Yes. 
The another hormone that should suppress hunger was really, really low. This one's called peptide YY. So, and also what happened was the uh, leptin, a hormone that lowers the feeling of hunger and increases metabolism, remained lower Uh-oh. than before they started this crazy diet. Uh-oh. Yep. So for sure, this low-calorie, optifast type of plan seems to throw off many of the hormones that should reduce hunger and increase metabolism. So we are left feeling hungry all the time and also stuck with a slow metabolism. I thought that's what we were trying to do was boost it. Yes. <laughs> so researchers such, research such as these have points out that the need to have more scientific approach to weight loss so that we're not constantly hungry and result, you know, end up with a defective metabolism. Well, it's clear that the new science of weight loss has a lot of different aspects to it. Um, and today, we've invited Nell Calls to join us. Nell has lost over 90 pounds over the last two and a half years, and we are so excited to have her share some of her success story. But also, Nell, I'd like you to share some of your poor advice about how to lose weight, things that you learned or you got advice on. This is obviously things that, that were told to you before you came to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I hope Welcome, so. Welcome, <laughs> Nell. Yes. Stuff I learned before Nutritional Weight and Wellness. 90 Thank pounds you. is a lot of weight to lose, girl. Thank Tell us you. about it. How did yes. this get started? So, um, so my, my journey with weight began in third grade when I started to pack pounds on. Oh, okay. Um, That's like my first, first memory, memory of... Um, when I started to be pudgy and not feel very good about it was third grade. And the first time I went on uh, Weight Watchers was when I was 13, eighth grade. I begged my mother to take me because I was feeling so low about myself and noticing mm. that this weight was, was coming on and becoming a problem. Um, so that started me on a 25-year-long journey of one-size-fits-all diets, mainly Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And though that approach... Um, you know, caused me to gain that extra 100 pounds. Ooh. And yeah, so that, that cycle Dara is talking about of, you know, the, you know, basically crushing your metabolism, destroying your metabolism, and then keep doing that over and over 25 years, mm-hmm. uh, does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. So plus, plus it sounds, you know, it increases your hunger. I mean, oh my let's gosh. face it. I was starving all of the time. I really, oh, really? I, 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 I I was basically, I mean, it just so cravings obsessed me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that constant feeling of hunger. When Mm -hmm. you're constantly hungry or have this low grade hunger, it's very hard to be um, who you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) or to become your whole person. person. Yes. You You know, and, and I, you know, I even say, like, gosh, you know, eating the way that I'm currently eating has helped me, you know, make more money, be more uh, alive and um, have more energy to do the things that I do need to do to Mm -hmm. live in the world and become the person I am. Because that hunger gets turned off, doesn't it, with the way you're eating now? Absolutely. And it, and it's, and I, and I, tell people it's like being freed for me it was like being freed from jail because when you are obsessed with one thing almost constantly it's um it's like a prison (laughs) it really really is so in march of 2007 i heard dar and cara interview gary taubes oh really yeah that's how it all started started in march it was march of 2008 and And gary is going to be back on in march i'm super excited i love him um he's he's like the he's like the way the nutrition uh rock star (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, he said something that it was like he was speaking to me from the airwaves. He said, the diets that you've, in his way, the diets that you've been using are, um, they won't work and they will never work. And it just oh. hit me hmm. that, wow, I've been doing Weight Watchers. Uh, this is going on thir- time 13 if I go back. And it's never going to work for me. And then I made an appointment to see Cara um, in June of 2008. Oh. Um, and then a big part of my journey was um, that realization that I need to, uh, I need to, to get ongoing support for this. This is hmm. a, you know, as you said in last week's show, this is a chronic condition. It mm-hmm. is, and uh, it's it's still ongoing and it's still going. Believe me. Yeah, I'm not done, or I'm not. This is not resolved for me. So you're still seeing your nutritionist, I think. Yeah, every you? couple of months, almost mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis, uh, to get that level setting. Gee, you know, I've gained a little here. I'm my, you know, I'm not feeling as energized. What's going on? Because it's an ongoing shift. I, I mean, I didn't realize I had to. You know, one of the things when my when my weight would plateau at like you know sixty pounds lost, and I wouldn't wouldn't be losing any more weight. I realized that this is this is a moving target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a one size fits all diet that doesn't shift or change would never work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I always needed to go back and see my nutritionist to get advice about, gee, what could be going on that is keeping this plateau going and going mm-hmm. and going? And mm-hmm. they would say things like, maybe try giving up dairy. Lo and behold, I gave up dairy and my energy level went through the roof and I proceeded mm-hmm. to lose another 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this is how I have used my nutritionist to keep the pro- progress and momentum going. Um, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's also, it's having lived with this for 25 years, it, it it's not going to go away overnight. Exactly. And I think the other thing is, you know, with that focus that you have, you really need to Eat, to eat healthy for anyone doesn't matter whether you have a weight problem or no weight Absolutely. problem. If you just want to eat healthy, the focus that you have to maintain in our society, you, sometimes you just need to sit down and say, I've done it again for two months. Yep. And somebody needs to say, gee, that's great now. Yep. This Absolutely. is good work you've done. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you can walk out and say, you know, this is and you get remotivated. Uh, that's exactly it. I get remotivated, and you are eating this way um, in kind of our toxic food culture. Yes, you're mm-hmm. you're you're wandering in the wilderness a little bit, and you need <laughs> yeah. to gather like people, like minded people around yes, you, you to get that ongoing support. Because when you don't have it, it's very easy. I have a very challenging. Um, uh, food culture at work where it's cakes and this and that. And I have to, you know, I look at my meals and my snacks and my nutritionist as my ongoing support mm-hmm. to, to deal with that. Okay. So it looks like we need to take a break. Okay. All Too right. bad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We thought we would give you the opportunity to call in, ask Nell some questions about weight loss, or ask us any questions as well. So give us a call at 651-641-1071, and we'll take your calls right after the break. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. 
Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, this coming week, the week of January 16th, we have 10 different Nutrition for Weight Loss classes starting. These are series of classes, 12 classes. We have a lunchtime, we have lunchtime classes in North Oaks and St. Paul. And so we can do a lunch and learn over the lunch. And we have evening classes in Wyzetta, Chan Hassan, Lakeville, and over in Kate, you're taking. You're I'm talking. doing one in Lakeville. Lakeville? Yeah. I'd love to see some people sign up. And Andover, North Oaks, St. Paul. We also have Saturday morning classes in St. Paul and Wyzetta. So, what are these classes all about? It is all about the new science of weight loss. You'll learn how to apply nutrition to support your metabolism and conquer your cravings. What else could you want? Yeah. So, to sign up, call 651 699 3438. Or you can go online to weightandwellness.com and sign up. And honestly, we offer a payment plan, too, if you need that. So a great no reason not to do it. So, right. Kate, should we take a couple of callers? Yeah, we've got a caller here. Um, we've got Patty. Let's see. Patty, this is uh, Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Good morning, Patty. A superbug called C. diff. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh, sure. I've heard yep. of C. diff. It and is a superbug. Uh-huh. It's nasty, and I caught it when I had uh, a total knee replacement. Sure. It happens a lot, too. I have many clients with C- that have the... They come because they have C. diff. Yes. And the the thing is, is that... Um, the, the diet they've given me to heal my intestines is is so incredibly, uh, it's supposed to be Wonder Bread, white rice, and... Um, and, you know, actually, because Wonder Bread and white rice are all full of sugar, and C. diff loves sugar. Oh, boy, no wonder I'm not getting better. Yeah. You know, Patty, I would really recommend that you make an appointment with one of the nutritionists, because this is a serious illness. Yes, it is. And you've got, I have, I have one of my best friends almost died from C. diff. Um, I nearly died. In the emergency room, they asked me if my heart stopped, if I wanted to be resuscitated. So so. I, I seriously, because, you know, I helped her uh, actually recover and so, and I've had many clients like that, so I would really call our office and make an appointment because... And to be perfectly honest, I'm, we are just wiped out with medical bills, so I probably couldn't afford it. You know, mm. it's your life. Well, that's true. <laughs> I guess I you know, you got to look at reality. It yeah. is, it's a serious illness. So the so, CDF does like the, so I'm oh, yeah. really making it worse. Yes, 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 yes. Stuff. Terrible. Okay. So, you know, because it's such an individual uh, illness and and you know we really have to work closely to help yeah. you get recovered. 
Yeah. So call our office, and it's, okay. you know, 651-699-3438. Okay, oh. I have one more quick question. Okay. I'm just wondering. I know I've heard you advertise the, the surgical healing mm-hmm. um, product oh. you have. Would that be of any help? No. I could, that wouldn't be. <laughs> okay. It's way, no, that you, you're, you need something much more gentle than that. Oh, okay. All, All right. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you very much. Sure. Bye-bye. Okay, yes, uh, you know, that was an interesting question because I was thinking, because so many people are getting C. diff these days, uh, maybe sometime we should do a show on that case. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, so we were really talking about, before we went on a break, you know, and the title of this whole Show. show is The New Science of Weight Loss. And so we just want to talk about that a little bit. And, you know, it's more than eating off of a small plate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, obesity is a really a serious chronic disease. Yes, it is. And and there are programs that tell people they will eat less if they eat off a small plate. Hmm. So can you imagine a 380-pound person, what they think? Mm-mm. When that's the kind of advice they receive, mm. it's kind it's, of yeah, discouraging. That's, that's discouraging. Very discouraging. And, you know, even to believe that a 380-pound person should eat less, <laughs> you really need to ask less of what? Yes. Fewer vegetables? Less protein? Less meat? I don't think that's good advice. Yeah, no, I got, I have gotten... The gamut of really bad advice along those lines. And one of the ones that drives me crazy is this do not eat after 6 p.m. because every bite you take after 6 p.m., this magic number turns to body fat. Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. So in the old days when I was on um, various one-size-fits-all diets, I would go to bed so ravenously hungry. And then I'd oh. wake up in the morning and just tear through the cupboards, of course. Um, so I would go to bed hungry. Then I had horrible sleep problems because I would pop awake. Yeah. And I did. And of course, without the ongoing support of my nutritionist, I couldn't connect the dots to say the reason that I was popping awake at night was because my blood sugar was crashing. And so um, the new science of weight loss says that, uh, you know, a healthy you know, fat-filled snack. How wonderful is that to hear after (laughs) years of starvation? So what does that mean when you say, give me an idea of what you eat before you go to bed? So I love, my favorite is making a fruit and um, whipped cream parfait. Whipped cream, you say? Yes. So I have this nifty thing that... And and you've lost 90 pounds. And I've lost 90 pounds. (laughs) And And this is is sometimes at 11 at night before I go to bed, if I go to bed really late. So imagine the horror of... Of, you know, the Bob Greens and the Oprah, you know, when I say this. But I layer, um, you know, healthy whipping cream. Now, now it's not Cool Whip. It is, you know, straight cream. And, you know, I have this nifty little device that I put it in. I put a little nitrogen charger in it. Mm -hmm. It creates the, makes the whipped cream so I don't have to sit there with a pan beater. And I layer fruit, some low you know, sugar berries with the whipped cream. And then sometimes I sprinkle a few uh, dark chocolate um, chips on top. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, this beautiful dessert that keeps me satisfied, keeps me asleep. 
Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm sleeping better, so connecting the dots again, so now that I'm sleeping better, that is better for my metabolism. I also am not so hungry all the time. Um, it just puts you in a better, well frame of mind um, and able to tackle, you know, the difficult food situations that I face just living my life. Yep. 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 So, you know, when we look at this and we say, wow, that's new information and the new science of weight loss really looks at the research concerning the number of hours that you need to sleep and what Mm -hmm. you need to sleep to keep your metabolism functioning. Mm -hmm. You know, and the research shows that if you only sleep five hours a night, you're going to have a defective metabolism. But if you sleep eight hours a night, your metabolism will function rather nicely. So Mm. as nutritionists, to help people lose weight, our first step when people sit down with us is to find out how many hours you sleep and to get you sleeping if you're not sleeping eight hours. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. It's well, pretty, pretty simple and pretty life-changing, though. I mean, when you struggle is. with sleep, mm-hmm. and now I sleep like a rock, it's, yes. it's, it's life-changing to, to, yes. to feel so awake during the day. And, and then rested. to drop at night and totally rested and alive. And it's, it's you know, from vanity's sake, I just look younger. I yes. look, you know, healthier. Yes, you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, another um, bad weight loss technique that I've learned over the years is this kind of, you know, the bait and switch that you're trying to do with your body. So, so drink Diet Pop to fill you up or <laughs> oh. chew a piece of gum to assuage your hunger. That's like, how about eating something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. might be more mm-hmm. effective. <laughs> that diet pop advice certainly goes against the teachings of the new science of weight loss. I mean, we know, and you've heard this in classes, Nell, I'm sure, researchers here at the University of Minnesota found that people who drink diet pop had a 34% higher risk of developing metabolic syndrome. Well, metabolic syndrome is known by a variety of different conditions, obesity or insulin resistance, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol. So one pop can lead you to that, down that obesity road. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So uh, that's not, ta- you know, this is the new science of yes. weight loss where we need to consider this research now. So, you know, in addition, we look at the brain chemistry, and that's important when you're looking at weight loss. Very. We know that NutraSweet or aspartame that's in Diet Pop blocks the receptors for a major neurotransmitter called dopamine, which is the brain chemical that affects cravings for sugar. Usually people that have addictive eating problems have reduced levels of that neurotransmitter, dopamine. So we don't want it to block. Mm -hmm. Right. That's Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And now that I eat uh, meat and fish regularly and I feel, I can feel that almost that dopamine kick in, uh, I'm full of energy. I can be focused. I don't have cravings, which is the big thing. If soda blocks the dopamine receptors, that really means diet pop increases hungers and cravings, which is so key in my... It does. I mean... Absolutely. And it also, it also kind of introduces this, like, it's so sweet. And Mm -hmm. so then you start wanting the sweet, you know, that, 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 um, and it, and it really is, you know, that simplistic advice that is doing such a disservice to the obese people out there of which I was, I was one of, and I still kind of still say that I'm an obese person because it's kind of something you never get over once Mm you, as your body changes, everything changes. Mm-hmm. So it's a chronic health problem, and it needs the new science of weight loss for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe kind of the core to this new approach to weight loss and the management of 
the chronic disease of obesity, it has to be based on the science and understanding of insulin resistance. Absolutely. It has to be based on blood sugar control. That's where we have to start. And nobody teaches us this. No, no. So Um, maybe, Kate, we should quickly take take a break and come back to talking about blood sugar and insulin resistance and all that. And we've got a caller we can take later. Okay. But, um, and if you do want to give us a call, our number here is 651-641-1071. We welcome your calls. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, many clients with fibromyalgia come to see us to see if correct nutrition can help reduce their pain levels and their overwhelming fatigue. Now, fibromyalgia symptoms can include things like weakness, muscle stiffness, headaches, irritability, depression, something that we call fibro fog. Interesting. (laughs) That that brain that doesn't quite work right. Um, If you've got fibromyalgia, we would recommend removing gluten and dairy products from your diet. So uh, eliminating, eliminating all flour products like pastas and breads and muffins, cakes and cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, take those out first and then take out the dairy products like milk, cheese, even cottage cheese and yogurt. Try that for three weeks and then determine how you're feeling. When we come back, Dar is also going to share some key supplements to use for fibromyalgia symptoms. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, before break, Kate was sharing an anti-inflammatory diet, a way of eating to try to, re- if you have are experiencing inflammation, especially fibromyalgia, it will help. So I'd like to share some key supplements as well. Certainly, magnesium glycinate to relax the muscle cramps and to help you sleep. So it's you know, like what? magic. Yeah. Yes. And real mm-hmm. magnesium glycinate, not the fake kind. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know, yeah. I know. You got to get a very good quality magnesium glycinate, I have found. Yes, and you know, probably around 400 milligrams, maybe 600 milligrams at bedtime. In addition, I recommend at least 3,000 milligrams of omega-3 fish oil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good for any health condition, or even if you're healthy. A supplement that I've found that also helps to increase energy and decrease pain is something that is called D-ribose, which is a new word, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may ask, be asking, hey, what is D-ribose? <laughs> well, it's a five-carbon sugar, actually. It's, you know, it's not like table sugar. No. It's a healthy sugar. It's just sugar. for the cells. It's for the cells. So D-ribose is an essential component that helps control virtually every function of the cell. It mainly provides energy to the cells, and so then they can perform. So in our office, we have D-ribose, I'll get there, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's called Corvallion, and it comes in a little powder, and you just put it in water, and you drink it a couple of times a day, and it helps many people with that extreme fatigue Fatigue. that they have sometimes with fibromyalgia or post-polio syndrome, or those kinds of uh-huh. situations. Uh-huh. That's so. a great one. So, Say, Should we take a call? Sure. We've got a caller, uh, Melinda. Welcome, Melinda, to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a call for us? Oh, yeah. question? Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a good friend who probably will be having a hysterectomy in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I had called your office to, and found out about a 
some nutritional support supplements, which I will be getting for her if indeed that happens. I wondered if there's any like other nutritional things as well as just good foods to eat to, to build oneself up for that kind of surgery. Well, I think always you eat uh, plenty of protein, you know, meat, okay. eggs, those kinds of things. Probably, you know, around 14 ounces every day, getting ready for surgery, and then lots and lots of vegetables and good fat, uh, you know, butter, olive oil, those kinds of things. And then just stay away from the sugars and the processed carbs, and that, and that will build up that person's immune system so when they go into surgery, they'll do better. Oh, wonderful. I so appreciate your, uh, um, your um, advice. Thank you so very much, and I really love your show. Thank you Thanks very for much. Calling. You know, the other thing is, you know, just the, cause the lady before asked mm-hmm. about surgical healing. And I do have people taking sur- surgical healing a couple of weeks before and at least a couple of weeks after surgery. And it's amazing product. Surgical healing is a, a formula of a, a variety of different nutrients to use before and after um, surgery. And it comes in a little pre-packaged. Yeah, easy to um, take. Easy to take. Great results. It's amazing. Yes, yeah. yes. So we, before we went on break, we were mm-hmm. talking about blood sugar. Yes, blood sugar. You need to understand that blood sugar control to start yep. to lose weight. So, Nell, so, do you have any wisdom about blood sugar? So this is an interesting topic because I am just coming off of kind of, oh, I'm kind of in maintenance mode. I'm just going to let things slide a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And by slide, I mean um, when you eat this way, there's no getting around the fact that it's 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 pretty labor intensive to, you know, pack all the snacks and pack and get, you know, you have to be very thoughtful about what you're putting in your grocery cart. You have to cook a lot of things. all completely worth it because the the payoff is so incredibly great. However, when you don't have that mindfulness to eat the protein, carb, and fat in balance five to six times a day, uh, it, it you know it you, I so easily got derailed. You so, can slide off and maybe just have an apple. Yep, uh, yep. So I would just like say, mm, you know what, I don't need the fat this mm-hmm. time. So I'll just maybe have my. You know, a little piece of uh, a little piece of meat and and my apple, and then I would say, well, you know, I don't really have any meat at the ready, and so I'll just grab the apple or skip the snack altogether. Right, uh-huh. I'm not yep. that hungry. I'm, I'm not just that hungry. S- I shouldn't eat when I'm old thinking yeah. patterns. Yeah. So, and then it would be things like, you know what, I don't really want to make vegetables this morning with my eggs. You know, I don't even want my eggs this morning, so I'm just going to make a you know smoothie, which is that's actually really good. But I would. Pack it with start packing with more and more fruit, um, uh-huh. so get that sugar up there. So ways to kind of like little little tricks that you know I was I was doing to myself and and realize like you know it just was a slow steady slide and pretty soon I had ten pounds back on. So uh-huh. that's why we call it a chronic illness. Yep, yep. And if I hadn't gone to see um, you know Anna, my nutritionist, when this was happening, it would have been twenty probably by now. Um, it, I gain weight so rapidly when I am not eating the weight and wellness way. Uh, it, it just, it just starts packing right back on. <laughs> and now, you know, it may take you years and years and years to rebuild your metabolism. Absolutely. Eating the nutritional weight and wellness way. Absolutely. And it's also, it's also when people are frustrated that they don't start losing weight right away. I didn't lose weight for a whole year mm-hmm. when I was seeing Cara at first because 
25 years of damaged metabolism takes more than a couple days to heal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it took a whole year for my body to be like, well, you're doing something different. We like it. Let's start, you know, being okay with dropping pounds is essentially kind of my inner dialogue on that. (laughs) And, you know, you're not, uh, I mean, this is often, we hear this story often because I just had another client yesterday that was in, she took a whole year before she started losing weight. Absolutely. And now she has lost 86 pounds. Yes. So because yes. when it starts to happen, it's it you get some mo- you get some momentum. And mm-hmm. it was it was about five to seven pounds a month mm-hmm. um, for a steady on a steady clip. And that was just wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a dream come true for me. Oh, that's great. yeah, it was that's awesome. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> So, you know, just to help people think of this again, you still eat many times a day, don't you? Yes, I eat six times a day. So that includes that beautiful mid, um, bedtime snack that mm-hmm. I talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I have, I have a very protein-dense breakfast with lots of um, coconut oil and um, meat and eggs. And then I, a couple hours later, I'll have a snack um, with a couple ounces of protein, uh, you know, maybe half an apple and some... Uh, nuts or seeds, mm-hmm. or usually now avocado, because yeah. I realized, geez, I, I have a body type that fruit and nuts apparently also are causing me a problem because um, Anna was able to say, gee, you're not, you know, you're not really maintaining that weight, you you know, and it worked. So she's like, well, you need to switch to avocado. I mean, sometimes nuts can have too you much. know, sometimes they have too, too many, many carbohydrates, too many carbs. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the kind of person that, you know, gee, if if I have a carb, it'll it'll find a way to make me <laughs> <Hold on>. pudgy. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> so should we take a caller? We've okay. got a caller here. All right. um, let's try Angela. Angela, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a, call, a question for us. Good morning. Um, good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call. I have a question about, um, I have Hashimoto's um, hypothyroid, basically, and it's Hashimoto's. Sure. And I've had this for over 20 years. Um, I guess the the short story is I broke my leg. I was maintaining a fairly healthy weight. I broke my leg uh, two years ago, and um, almost three years ago now. And after... Um, that I just slowly, weight just slowly crept on regardless of exercise. And, um, and you know, I had gained about 60 pounds, and I'm trying to figure out how the heck do I get rid of this weight. Well, you know, you have to realize that Hashimoto's thyroid problems are really an autoimmune problem, yes. as you know. And yes. so that means that your thyroid has inflammation, Mm-hmm. And so you have to start taking a look at possible foods that cause more inflammation in your thyroid. Okay. And we would look at things like gluten grains. Okay. So I don't know if you've eliminated gluten. No, and I've read that 5 million <laughs> a lot of places, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the stuff that I've tried to do so far with um, no gluten, it's just, it's been difficult well, you know it's what? It's easier than you think. Yeah, I, I did it too. Yeah. Yep. Much easier than you think. Okay. You'll have much you'll have a lot of great other foods to eat. Yeah. So, so come on in and talk to I don't know what part of town do you live in? I'm in South Minneapolis. Okay. You know, come to our St. Paul office or our, our YZ office, make an appointment. You don't have to be, you know, miserable and you can have great foods to eat. 
It yeah. isn't as hard as you no. think. Yeah, and you don't have to eat those gross processed gluten-free no, things no, either. You don't. I don't ever touch those things. No. Yes. So Okay. So All right. I'll make an appointment to come in. All Thanks. right. Thank you. <laughs> we need to take another break. Uh, okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, there are many misconceptions and misinformation about weight loss. I encourage you all to listen next week when Dar and Anna are going to talk about willpower. They will give you and teach you the biochemical connection to willpower, an important topic. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have additional questions for me, you can go to weightandwellness.com and click on Facebook, and I'll answer your question. Uh, ask and answer a question. I also have a blog called My Life Lived With Fat at www.mylifelivedwithfat.wordpress.com and you can follow my weight loss story warts and all. Because <laughs> there are some warts. I talk about things in the news and I talk about, you know, the struggle and I also talk about, you know, I have a, a blog post where I have pictures of the food that I eat throughout the day and um, that's people, a great idea. yeah, it's my most viewed post is what do you eat to lose weight is what it's called and mm-hmm. um, and I have pictures of things that I eat throughout the day, and um, it is my vo- most viewed post. So I have to do another one of those soon. Okay, <laughs> that'd be great. So should we take some callers? Let's take a caller. We've got um, Cindy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question about proportions. Yeah, you know, I um, was listening to you talk about the proper balance between carbohydrates and proteins and fat. And can you explain that? You said each meal should have a little bit. Can you explain what, how much you're talking about? Well, generally we recommend um, about four ounces of animal protein. And then, you know, and then we recommend vegetable carbohydrates. And if it's low carb vegetables, like the greens, you know, like green beans or broccoli, all those, you know, two or three cups, whatever you can eat. And then a smaller portion of what people would call starch, but that would be like sweet potato or, Mm -hmm. you know, more like a half a cup of that, maybe some wild rice. Mm -hmm. And then usually a couple of teaspoons of beneficial good fat, like butter, a couple of teaspoons of butter. Yeah, sounds good. And then the snacks are maybe half of that. And then you say to do that six times a day? Yep. Well, Well, three times for meals and, and snacks would be half of that amount of food. And that would be three times. Yeah. You're eating every two to three hours, I would say. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is really important for maintaining that blood sugar level. Yep. Yeah. I, I think I've done the two to three hour thing, but sometimes like um, the woman that has lost all that weight, you know, I grab just apples or grab just nuts. <laughs> yeah. But that's... Do the balance thing. Yep. 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 Yeah. So you have to put the protein in to keep the metabolism going. Absolutely. And the fat to keep you from being hungry. Great. So good. Just, Thanks so much. Okay. Good Thank question. You. So we should okay to go, take another caller. We've sure. got one more here. Okay. Um, Grace, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question about bloating. I do. Yes, I have a gluten intolerance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I feel that I have a pretty healthy body weight and eat healthy. So I'm looking for some a sort of supplement or anything to help alleviate the bloating that I get from the gluten intolerance. Oh, I think one of the things to do is add some bifidobacteria, which is the main probiotic in your intestinal tract, and maybe one of those before every meal. And then for additional healing, I would add some glutamine, uh, and that's an amino acid, 
and that heals the intestinal lining. And so a lot of people take that ongoing for, uh, you know, several months or even for several years because it reduces your risk of colon cancer also. Oh, okay. And glutamine, I can get that just... It's it, you know, a lot Most of it, yeah. food stores or... Not yep. very many people have bifidobacteria because they don't understand it, what it is. Mm-hmm. When we have it because we understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's, those really do help a lot. If that isn't, you know, enough help, I would suggest um, speaking with a nutritionist because you might have a, another sensitivity very mm-hmm. similar to the gluten sensitivity that's causing some of this bloating. So. Sure. I plan to go to gut reaction. Good. There you go. Good. Good class. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. So before we went on break and all that stuff, mm-hmm. we were talking about balanced blood sugar for... You know, that's really important for energy, metabolism, good mental health even. Yep. Um, So often when I'm sitting across from a client wanting to lose weight, they will tell me, I guess my weight problem isn't an emotional problem. Oh, gosh. So I said, I'll say, what does that mean, emotional? Mm -hmm. And they usually don't know. Somewhere, somewhere, someone has told them obesity or weight gain is from your emotions. Mm-hmm. And when people, I think, this is my opinion, and when people believe it is emotional, they just can't get past it. Yeah, It mm-hmm. blocks them from moving forward. I, I totally agree, Dar. Um, you know, when people think it's emotional, and when I hear that word, it sounds like a roadblock to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people tend to give up. Maybe they go into counseling to get some help. Um, usually not much changes. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Obesity and, and weight gain, those are physical, biochemical problems. Yes. We need to address them at that level. It can be a very complex physical problem, and it can take months to nourish or your cells, just years. like you found, Nell, yeah. to get a functioning metabolism to return. But it does return. It does return. So truly, there is hope. You know, people are listening, and they have, like, 100 pounds, 200 yeah. pounds, there is hope. to lose, there's hope. Yeah. And I was pretty hopeless when I started with Cara, you know, two and a half years ago. I was kind of at the end of my rope of these diets and nothing working and just feeling so hungry all the time and mm-hmm. so trapped. And what I find so interesting about how people, how obese people are treated, it's um, almost like they are put on this starvation diets, like on the biggest loser and such. Um, to, to almost, you know, to almost punish them because it's, it's impossible to believe that an obese person can benefit from being satiated. So, Mm. you know, satiating that hunger was the key to losing the weight. And it's almost like, you know, putting someone on a 500 calorie diet is kind of abusive. It's it's totally abusive. I know Taubes has talked about that. They're, they're being tortured and I can attest it is torture to be constantly hungry. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that takes a lot. you know, when you're done that for 25 years, it takes a a while to get that metabolism back, but mine's back and it did not take in perspective. It did not take that long. That's wonderful. Yeah. So we, um, have just a little bit of time left, right? Kate? I know, I know. You know, the science of weight loss is very complex science. And, you know, daily from research, we're learning more and more. It is certainly more than calories in and calories out or eat less and exercise more. Yeah, you bet it is. 
It's a complex problem. It is. It is. It's so much more than counting points or having those five shakes a day, the Optivast kind of plan. Uh, so what we, you know, and it's so much more than just eating off a small plate or drinking diet pop because it says diet. No, it's much more complex. But we need to look at the science of all this stuff. So the new science of weight loss teaches people what to eat to support and nourish their cells. Cells need energy from real food, animal protein, real carbohydrates, fruits and vegetables, and beneficial fats. And the new science also teaches people how to support their emotional and physical health. I've learned to eat, and when I manage my stress better, I have... I have to get ready um, for the day and to manage that weight loss and that chronic condition every day. And that yes. puts me in the right frame of mind. It's wonderful. The new science looks at the very complex issues of metabolism. So do we need to heal insulin resistance first? How about hormonal issues? Do they need to be balanced? How about skipping meals? Is that slowing up my metabolism? I just find that there are multiple reasons that often need healing to get the body ready for weight loss. And we know that when people say diets, it means restricting, doesn't it? Yeah. It means restricting calories. It's restricting fats. It's restricting, restricting, restricting. But on the other hand, nutrition really teaches you what to eat to support your metabolism, your energy, your moods, your strength, your bones, your heart, your joints. That's what nutrition does. It isn't a diet. It's helping you support all your bodily functions. And it really helps people get ready for weight loss because it supports those cells that fire up your metabolism. Absolutely. Very often, and I'm sure you felt this way, Nell, that you feel better. Mm -hmm. You're not losing weight, but you feel so much better. Absolutely. You're sleeping. Yeah. Skin conditions go away. Allergies Uh, go away. There's lots of benefits other uh than the scale moving. Absolutely. So, Nell, thank you for being on today. I loved it, and people, as always. So and much, people Nell. can catch you on our Facebook. Yep. And, and my blog. What's your blog's name? Uh, www.mylifelivedwithfat.wordpress.com. And thank Sounds you, great. Kate. Great Thanks, job. Star. Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful day.